just figuring out this new platform. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's real crazy to be able to come back here after a couple of months of not doing new episodes. And the first one is coming up May on live. I'm going to be real. This is different. This is real, real different. It's kind of like the Twitch of Twitch for And this is new. This is really, really new. Uh, let me go ahead and give a good introduction to everybody who's listening to this either live or this is a recording around the time that it comes out and everything's all done. My name is Jordan Malone. I am the host of The Midnight Drop, like I've said like three or four times already. I started this podcast uh, back when the pandemic first started back in 2020. Feels so long ago now almost two years now and I wanted to do a podcast that was strictly on meditation self-improvement and then I kind of started realizing that I didn't want to go in that route so I started to actually go into more of less movie and tv show reviews and kind of start talking about stuff that I really wanted to talk about regarding that medium um sometimes I go on air and I talk about some things regarding you know life uh, politics, the culture, society, and stuff like that. And I end up having guests come on to the show and we have a really good time. Uh, if you've listened to my episodes before, we've had some cool guests such as Anna Sinkfield, David Arnold, Brandon Bagwell. Uh, we had Kayla Madison, one of the attendants from uh, Spelman College, one of the best HBCUs in the country. And uh, man, had a great time with all of those people, which hope we can get some more guys like them to come on, especially David to come back on here. And uh, yeah, it's been dope. Last year we had a really interesting turnout. I've actually crossed the thousand, uh, the thousand uh, people listen mark on all of my platforms that I collected through on anchor. Cause I have this really nice data and analysis collection tool that you can check to see if, uh, you want you want to do like how are you doing on air on all these other platforms such as Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes slash Apple Music, and that's been a, a really cool thing. So let's go ahead and shout it out for that. Let me see if I can remember these buttons. Yeah, right there, man. So yeah, it's really dope to uh, be able to get to that mark. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think that's enough. I think for our first time, it was great. I think me being able to be comfortable to come onto this medium and start speaking to how I feel about things such as movies and TV shows and just society in general. Uh, I think I can do better coming in. So I just want to go ahead and start off with this whole episode of talking about my goals for this entire year of 2022. And one of my first goals is to break that 1000 uh, listener mark and get to 2000 or even 3000. I want to be able to have my voice reach to more people and I want to do that by getting onto this platform, this podcast, uh, every week, every so often. So that means I'm going to be doing a live show every Friday and then we're going to be doing other episodes uh, across the week. Uh, the schedule is probably going to be around on Tuesdays. I just do a pre-recorded show, just get out that out the way. And then Thursday, I'm going to do a live show on Station Head. And depending on how the numbers go on this platform and how it goes later on down the road, I think we're going to keep going with that and say 
we're going to keep going. <laughs> we're going to keep going with it. We're going to go to multiple days and uh, see what's up. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. I think station is cool, but I want to check it out what it has an offer, uh, what it has to offer. And <laughs> I guess jumping off from that, my other goal is to be better at speaking English because my black ass can't speak at all. Oh my God. Uh, sometimes I really just feel like I just want to tell myself to shut the fuck up <laughs> in that jazz. And, um, uh, you know, you just got to do better at that. One of my other big goals for this podcast is to actually get out a hundred episodes in a year, including 50 videos on YouTube where we do some analysis and discussions on some stuff and also really talk about, uh, some more, more stuff culturally, about once or twice a month where we having guests come in. And I think that'd be really cool. Um, one of the biggest goals of mine is if station head seems to be really cool. I want to stay here and actually average around 50 to a hundred listeners per live show. I really want to do that. And I think it'd be really cool if we were able to get those numbers. So then we can have a friend tell another friend and so on and so forth. So, those are really my goals for the midnight drop. Uh, with that being said, let's get into the next part to where I want to actually get to what I want to do with uh, these next couple of episodes and what to be in store for. Um, and also how we're going to run the podcast as well in terms of content that we're going to get out there. So I think for some of you guys, if you're listening to this, you may know that I have been posting more frequently on Instagram and that is because I want to try to utilize a cool platform such as Instagram to reach out to more people who can come to the show, listen to me, listen to others and actually watch some of the stuff that we have on Instagram and on YouTube uh, coming soon. So I'll be posting on Instagram about every day cool post. Um, one of my first couple of posts was actually a top five movies of the top five superhero movies of 2021 pull it up right here and i actually also had a top five worst superhero movies of 2021 then i had a quick review on don't look up which i said i'm gonna go ahead and get back to that and do it here on the discussion tonight and i'm gonna be doing those type of posts every day honestly maybe except for the weekends because a boy has got to get some sleep and some rest but uh I'm putting a lot of planning onto those posts, not going to lie to you, because I think that when you do something, when you actually go onto a platform and you work super hard at it and put a lot of planning into it, uh, you will get a lot out of it. You'll get a lot of positive stuff coming out of it. I know it's going to take a long time because I'll be honest with you, sometimes having an Instagram page with only about like 60 followers is crazy, but at the end of the day, it's all about how you run the race it's not about half how fast is how you run it and um i really want to get that going uh another one is that like i said we're gonna get podcast episodes about every other tuesday and thursday depending on how station head works uh we might do more live episodes every so often maybe a three day three days out of the week uh we're also going to try to do more in terms of youtube so I don't know if some of y'all know, and some of y'all y'all definitely don't know on Station Head. I have actually uh, invested in a new setup where I got new lights, I got another camera, and it's been really cool. 
It's been really, really cool to get that together. And we're going to be start doing more YouTube videos where I kind of just do these quick discussions or these quick reviews and see how that medium works. Uh, just like Instagram, I'm probably going to post every so often, uh, once a week maybe, and to go hard into it and try to see if I can get the most out of that. I know it sounds a lot, and it definitely does sound a lot. It sounds like a lot of planning. Mind you, I'm doing this while I'm trying to uh, do my full-time job at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, uh, being a research assistant and also applying for grad school. So I'm doing all of that while I'm holding down the midnight drop. And I, and I, I have to tell you, I am really happy. I'm really happy. I've been excited all week to get on here and it's been cool. And, I, and I've said this to myself. It doesn't really matter if I only have like one person listening to me or even two people or none. It's just cool to be on this platform and to really have a good time and just say what I want to say. Hopefully it gets to somebody and they're just like, oh, I think he's really cool. I think that's the the main goal of doing this podcast it's just to have a good time and to get my thoughts and feelings out there. And if it attracts a following, okay, that's that's really dope. Mission accomplished. If it doesn't, we're going to keep trying until I just stop liking it and we just say, okay, we're done. And I think that should that's how doing something you love should be like. It should be you do something no matter how many people get into it with you or no matter how it could be hard, if you love it, you love it, you keep doing it until you just stop loving. You say, okay, I'm done. And I've been doing this for almost two years now. And I think it's really fun to actually get into here and just say, yeah, like talking about movies and TV shows and getting people together. It's nice, especially when it comes down to learning through things and spe- uh, including filmography, uh, video work, <laughs> audio work, learning different apps. I, I think all of that is fun. All of that is fun. So that being all said, y'all should look out for new episodes of the Midnight Drop here on Station Head, new episodes of the podcast on all platforms, which if I go down the road, it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, <laughs> a lot of platforms. Um including my website, www.tmdofficialpodcast.com. Actually, I think I changed it. No, www, I'm fucking up already. www.themidnightdrop.com. Again, that's www.themidnightdrop.com, where we'll be posting our latest episodes, including videos and certain blog posts that you get from Instagram here. So, that being said, that is... It for that one, not for the entire episode, just for that whole subject. You think I was going to get away that easy? Hell no. We're going to get back into this. But first, we're going to play our next song here, one of my favorites, American Dreaming. Y'all go ahead and tell me how y'all feel about that. We'll be back with our most anticipated movies of 2022. There's a lot of great movies coming out this year, and I am excited to tell you what I am really getting my hands on but first american dreaming be back with you on the midnight drop (laughs) 
Alrighty then, that was American Dreaming by Jay-Z. I'm telling you right now, man, Station Head has some really cool opportunities to just play my favorite music here. And the fact that I only found out about this whole platform like a week ago is crazy, man. So it's great to get on here and to <laughs> play this music and see if you guys like it. Uh, if you're here on Station Head, you can go ahead and request any of your favorite songs on here, and I will definitely play it for you guys uh, during the commercial breaks here. And if you want to go ahead and know more about Station Head, go ahead and hit me up on TMD underscore official podcast on Instagram. But that being said, let's go ahead and get into our next 
subject of the matter tonight, and that is the most anticipated movies of 2022. Now, I know last year was crazy. We had a lot of movies uh, that ended up on streaming, a lot of movies that came back to the theaters. Uh, 2021 was an interesting year, uh, to say the least. I mean, yes, we're still dealing with this crazy fucking pandemic uh, where people are being divisive as ever, and... We can barely do any normal things. I mean, we kind of were because in the beginning of 2021, we got our vaccines together. People were getting vaccinated. People were able to go out, go to movies, go to restaurants, have a good time. But like always, shit happens here in the pandemic and the panoramic. Uh, and we got like two new variants, Delta and Omicron, or where black people say black Twitter, uh, Omarion. And now... The only difference between then and now is that we're still pulling movies in the theaters and film companies are saying, fuck it. You better risk your life to go see our movie. We put too much money for this shit. And (laughs) that uh, led to some interesting movies Uh, on my Instagram page. I talked about my top five favorite superhero movies of 2021. Uh, Next week, I'm going to talk about. Uh, kind of like give a quick recap onto this subject on most anticipated movies of this year and also my favorite movies of 2021 as well. And that will go into a whole different episode, but I want to take the time to talk about what I'm looking forward to this year. There's actually a lot of movies that are going to be releasing this year in 2022 that I'm excited for that was supposed to be released in 2021, especially this first movie I'm going to talk about. Um, and we all, we all know the reason why these movies weren't released uh, in 2020 or 2021. It was because of the fact COVID was here. We're in a panoramic. And it's hard to release your movies in a panoramic because you're not going to make that much money. And it's going to be a flop. Even if your movie is one of the, you know, let's say the greatest movies of all time. One of the best examples was The Suicide Squad. Yes, you could say there were multiple factors with that film. However, the number one thing about why they make that much money the Suicide Squad was that we were in a panoramic and not that many people want to go risk their lives to go watch the movie in theaters as we could have just stayed at home and watched it on HBO Max, which I did. Don't fucking judge me. But yeah, I mean, there were so many films uh, that did not make the cut. Uh, I know there are several movies that did the, the large, the highest grossing film in the pandemic so far has been Spider-Man No Way Home. And I really, really, really want to go into a deep discussion with that film with one of my friends who have watched the movie as well and talk about it because that movie was amazing. And uh, with that being said, with us being in year three, I guess, of the pandemic, uh, we're about to get a new wave of films that we're super excited for. And one of those first films happens to be one that has shown a lot of... trailers for it three trailers to be exact and it was in heavy controversy when it was first announced because it has this long checkered past uh of development and when the first trailer dropped everybody was hyped and then it was just like okay we're waiting for the second one the second trailer dropped and we're like oh my god oh my god this movie's gonna be awesome uh date got changed and we got a third trailer i think a couple weeks ago and it was so badass, but I think you, I, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. So I'm just gonna go ahead and play this trailer and show you guys, or let you guys listen to this awesome trailer for this first movie. I am highly anticipated for. 
Swain. Sorry. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. You know, you really could be doing more for this city. Your family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? You came. I've been trying to reach you. Riddler's latest. It's all about the Waynes. If we don't stand up, no one will. You got a lot of cats. I have a thing about strays. The bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring. A new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this, too. Stay still! How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Bruce Way. All these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. He's still away. He's involved in this? Oh, he's not involved. How do you know? Except for Delaney. Who are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. It can be cruel, poetic, or blind. But when it's denied, it's your violence you may find. Justice. The answer is justice. Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. And that was the Batman. This movie is going to be the most anticipated films of the year because number one, we should have got it in 2021, but also this movie is bad ass. I mean, we're talking about a film where, you know, originally we were supposed to get a Batman film starring Ben Affleck's Batman written by Ben Affleck. And I think directed by Zack Snyder, that was going to be very interesting following up to Batman V Superman and justice league. Now, you know, Warner Brothers said, you know, fuck the DCEU, which we could have a whole discussion about that later. And they're saying, we're going to do our own. We're going to do a new thing. We're going to get Matt Reeves to come on. We're going to Robert Pattinson, uh, the guy who played the vampire in Twilight and so other great films. And we're going to do this shit right. And so far, the hype is real. I mean, first of all, I'm excited for the fact that we're getting a film that not only reminds me of Christopher Nolan's Batman films, the Dark Knight trilogy, but we're also getting something to where it, it seems a little bit more brutal. It's combining elements of the Dark Knight trilogy with also some elements of just a comic book style. Because the thing about the Dark Knight trilogy was that 
it was so good because it was so realistic in tone. It felt like this is a crime drama film, a crime drama trilogy that happens to be set in the universe of Batman, where we have the first film, Batman Begins, uh, the second film, The Dark Knight, where we had, you know, one of the best movies of all time in some people's opinions. Uh, and in the third film, the dark Knight rises where, you know, Batman faces off against Bane. Uh, and I recently rewatched the trilogy on HBO max, uh, around the Christmas holiday weekend and watching this film. I feel like it's getting so many things right that the Christopher Nolan trilogy got right. And it's also getting other things that people have always wanted to see, like the brutality of Batman, uh, more or less his upbringing, but not like, you know, we just see his parents, you know, dying from a gunshot more or less. He's been Batman for about a year and we want to see him still learning. It's kind of like the feels of Batman Arkham origins, but better because that game. Oh, we ain't going to talk about that game, but yeah, this trailer I just played had more of Catwoman that's played by Zoe Kravitz, who does an amazing job here, and I can't wait to see. And Robert Pattinson as Batman looks really, really cool and really interesting. I just remember when the movie was announced and he was announced as Batman, people were like, what the fuck? They're going to get this pretty boy to be Batman? He's too pretty for that. Maybe Bruce Wayne, but nah, we need Ben Affleck. And now we saw these test footages and these trailers and people were like, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Praise Jesus. Robert Pattinson is the best. Oh, my God. And I'm still interested in his performance but I feel like he's still going to be really good. Also getting into Riddler as the big bad in this movie is really cool. Cause the last time we got the Riddler was Jim Carrey's Riddler in one of the old Batman films. And yeah, that was too fucking goofy, but yeah, that's one of my most anticipated films right there. The Batman. Now we're going to get into our second film, which this, this caught me by surprise when I first saw the trailer. But I promise you, man, it it's actually really dope. And I'm going to make a comparison to a certain media, to a certain property of media uh, after it's done. Here's a hint. The, the, the thing I'm going to compare it to is an anime. Here we go. Here is our second film that I am really anticipated for for the year. If I can just go ahead and get this link to open. Wow. Okay. Hold on. I have to go and get this. Every time I try to put this on and it just does not work. It's so weird. Okay. It's the second trailer right now. Here it is. Now, behold. He's here. He's here. The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. How oh, I've missed you, my son. One day this kingdom will be yours. Thank you, father. My king. Now. 
this doorway to such a hellish place. To find what was stolen from me. And what is that? The kingdom. You must choose between kindness for your kin or hate for your enemies. Your strength breaks men's bones. I have the cunning to break their minds. And night by night, we will carry out my pledge of vengeance. I will avenge you, father. I will avenge you, father. I just need to point that out that if you were here watching this trailer with me, that was fucking badass. He just caught a fucking spear in the, in the middle of the air. It just said, fuck you. Oh, my God. Okay, let's get back into it. I will save you, mother. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Fuller. second film was The Northman. Okay, this film is actually directed by Robert Eggers. Uh, Eggers. Sorry about that. And it's actually starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, York, and William Dafoe. And I gotta be honest with you, I did not think about this movie. Uh, it was not on my radar until I saw the trailer. And this film looks fucking dope. And it's actually... It's giving me comparisons to an anime called Vinland Saga. And if you don't know what what Vinland Saga is, Vinland Saga takes similarities to this story where it's uh, set in around the times of Vikings. And there's this main character named Askeladd where he has a father who's a renowned, you know, Viking all across the lands. Uh, He gets killed by this enemy soldier, enemy general. And the only difference is that while Askeladd is trying to get revenge for his father and train uh, to kill the guy who killed his father, it doesn't take him until he's an adult. It really takes him to when he's like a teenager. And the story just gets real deep. But it's giving me shades of that. Just talking about like, I'll avenge you, father. I'm going to kill you for her. And I just think that this is going to be one of those films that you're going to watch. It's not going to be a big, like, superhero film. It's just going to be real cool. It's really going to be all about the cinematography, how uh, they shoot this film, the acting, uh, the action towards is going to be cool. And I think this is a film that you should go ahead and mark on your calendars. It comes out April 22nd, and this is a big film, to be honest with you. I think Robert Eggers was the same one who did... Uh, the Lighthouse that starred William Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson. And that film was really cool as well. I'm actually going to go ahead and look that up real quick. Make sure I'm right. I don't want to be crazy. Yep, Robert Eggers. He did The Lighthouse. He also did The Witch. Those were two solid films. And... He's going to be doing the Northman, and I I swear to God, I think this is going to be one of those films that becomes film of the year, or or just another solid film, in in my opinion. I think it'll be cool. If it gets the film of the year status, okay, that's that's real dope. But if not, I, I still think it'll be solid. So with that being said, let's get into our third movie. And I think this one 
we kind of already know. It's been on everybody's list. <laughs> kind of like the Batman. This has been on everybody's list. And, uh, you know, we saw, tr- if you watch Spider-Man, you saw this at towards the end of the film. If you saw it, you saw it as a towards the end of the film. Don't talk about, oh, I didn't see it spoils. No, everyone has seen Spider-Man, and you kind of know what I'm talking about. So let's actually get into it right here. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Why? We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. It was the only way. But I never meant for any of this to happen. show up i made mistakes and people were hurt i'm not here to talk about westview then what are you here for i need your help with what what do you know about the multiverse i'm sorry stephen Understand the greatest threat to our universe is you. Things just got out of hand. was Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. This is a film that's highly anticipated for a numerous set of reasons. Number one, Doctor Strange, this is Doctor Strange's second film. The last time we've really seen him uh, was kind of in supporting roles. Uh, The biggest ones have been in the last two Avengers films, Infinity War and Endgame, and also in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Another movie that he was in as a supporting role as a kind of a cool cameo was Thor Ragnarok. And I think the real cool thing about the first Doctor Strange movie was that it was kind of like a psychedelic dream. It's like if you went into this movie high, you would go crazy. And the crazy thing is you didn't have to be high to be like, what the fuck is going on? It, it, it was just that much of an acid trip type of film with an interesting story as an origin for Dr. Strange, yes, it had you know a little bit of a weak villain with Khaleesi's, but I think overall it was a solid origin film for Dr. Strange, and it set the tone to the magic side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So seeing him back on the screen as the main character, that's going to be cool. The second thing that makes this movie so interesting and one of my, my anticipated list is that 
we are now getting into one of the other big films that will set the multiverse. Uh, one of the biggest properties to kind of set it off was WandaVision, where we had a couple episodes where she started to conjure her kids up. And also we had a surprise actor come into the fray. I won't talk about it if no one's seen it. But we had this really interesting take on it. Loki kind of expanded on it, saying here's the beginning of it. Uh, when we saw Kang the Conqueror's variant, uh, he who she who shall not be named or whatever. And we saw the timeline being ripped apart, branching off. Then we had this really big uh, TV series or set of shorts, a anthology series, uh, Marvel's What If, that I can have a review about that a little bit later on, a discussion. And then we had this big, big movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, where we saw the implications of the multiverse being what it is. And that was fucking fire. Again, I got to get into a discussion. And there have been so many rumors about who's going to be in this film. But the biggest rumor so far is that Hugh Jackman uh, will come back to play his role as Wolverine, including Patrick Avery, Avery playing as... Uh, Professor Xavier from the X-Men films. Uh, we're also getting word that maybe uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man will be in this film, including different variants. The one really crazy one is Tom Cruise coming in as a variant of Tony Stark's Iron Man. And if you don't know about that, apparently Tom Cruise uh, auditioned for the role of Iron Man, didn't get it. Robert Downey Jr. got it over him. So it'd be cool to see that. But this film is going to look at um, Dr. Strange trying to figure out what's, what the fuck's going on with the multiverse. And it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's going to get more into that horror element. And I'm really excited for it. Oh, and another, the third thing about this film is that the villain of the villains of the film, uh, they're coming from multiple series, you know, want, you know, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch is coming from WandaVision. And then, Possibly, if you heard that sinister voice at the end, that was evil Doctor Strange, the one coming from Marvel's What If. If you watched his episode, he's actually coming from Christine uh, Christine Palmer, uh, the love <laughs> was it the love interest from the first film. She actually ended up dying in one of those episodes, and Doctor Strange, a variant of him, was trying to bring her back. Kept fucking up. All I got to say is watch that episode. You will not be disappointed. That was a banger, but I am excited to watch this. This was actually supposed to be released in March, but because of of set of situations, including other delays of other films and TV series and COVID, and the fact that this is coming out the same month as Batman, uh, Disney slash Marvel want to go ahead and push this film to May. So we have to wait till May, which seems to be the prime time month for a lot of good-ass Marvel films. So... I'm not mad at all, but let's get into our next one. Uh, let's actually get into a set of films that don't ha- I don't have trailers for. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is coming out later this year. That is Thor 4. We've been waiting for another Thor film after Thor Ragnarok came out to be really dope. Uh, this is going to be the story of Thor getting his shit together. The last time we saw him, he was fat, uh, but he was getting his confidence back up. His mental health was getting better. It was torn after he kind of fucked up killing Thanos the first time, but <laughs> that was an interesting character, interesting character development time we had in Avengers Endgame. A lot of people didn't like that because they wanted hot bod Thor, but 
To be honest with you, I wasn't too mad about it. I thought it was a cool, interesting take on the character. Um, we also got Mission Impossible 7, which it's crazy that we have a, a seventh film in a franchise. And I'm actually really excited for that because the last film, Mission Impossible 6, was actually really dope. Like, that was a really good film. And Tom Cruise is going to sacrifice his entire heart and soul and body to give us a really good film. A, a, a solid action film like the last couple of ones. Uh, then we have the untitled Mario film that we're going to be looking into. The one that everyone roasted on memes uh, with Chris Pratt as Mario. Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach. Uh, I think Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Um, who's Bowser? I think Jack Black. Jack Black is Bowser. It, it, it was King of Michael Keel is is t- is told that is a fucked up. That is a real crazy cast to put on your Mario film. And by the way, the original voice actor for Mario, the one who does in the games, he's just going to be in as a cameo, and it's it's weird. I'm not saying the film is going to be amazing. I'm just saying I'm interested into it because the memes and just how they're going to make this work. Plus, I got a whole thing about it. I want to talk to my friends about it on the air here on the podcast, but I'll get into that later on in our episode. Um. Then there is Creed 3, which is hopefully coming out this year, uh, a film called Bullet Train, uh, where it's about these different assassins come into a train, uh, and it's kind of like a mystery slash action film from what I heard about. Uh, I want to get into that a little bit more, but hearing the premise of it was really fucking dope. Uh, Let's see another one. Yes, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is a film that I think... Please, Jesus, let it be good. I, I really, really want it to be fucking good because if it's not, I, <laughs> as you know, this is the second film in the Black Panther entry, uh, which, you know, sadly, you know, rest in peace, my guy, Chadwick Boseman, died of co- prostate cancer. And, you know, with all of the things coming from this film, from this set, Letitia Wright, posting anti-vaccination conspiracy theories and oh and her getting hurt and just rewrites i really don't know if this film's gonna be good i really hope it will but i don't fucking know i'm really scared but we'll have to see we'll really really have to see oh my god um but that's still gonna be on my most anticipated list let's get back in some of these trailers actually and talk about some other stuff that I'm watching. Let me give you another one uh, before we get back into the superhero stuff. This one is actually going to be a film that caught a lot of people by surprise. And now that it's out in the air, it's thrown into existence and we're waiting for it. Now we're just saying this is the perfect time to get this out there. And it's going to be really interesting. It's just, yeah, you can call me crazy all you want, but I think it's going to be dope. And I'm just going to go ahead and say the name. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nick, you've been living at the Sunset Tower for over a year. They love having me there. You owe them $600,000. Okay, I'm going to deal with all that. But I'm going to get this next role. And when I do, all of that changes. Then I'm back. Not that you went anywhere. Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> he was so good in The Rock. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Have you seen Croods 2? No, I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. We got another offer. What's it about? You head to southern Spain and you attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's a million bucks, Nick. I'll take it. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Look, if Javi wants me to fuck his wife or watch me watch him fuck his wife, that's a no-go. You understand? That's no bueno. I am Javi. Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage? I am so happy that you're here. Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20000 for it. What have you got there? Divine inspiration. I'm paranoid. Let's just get up on the count of three and run. They're coming! Grab my hand. You're heavier than you look. I have a very big head. You go! I'll never forget you, Hams. Mr. Cage? It turns out we could have just walked around. Wow, yes, so. <laughs> okay. Yes, the unbearable weight of massive talent. This film is going to be uh, starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage. The future and of work is not just about... My fault, the commercial. But it's going to be one of those films that it's going to be interesting to watch. You don't know if it's going to be good, great, or bad. It has the opportunity to be amazing, but I don't know. But knowing Nicolas Cage, who is a really dope actor, I think he can really pull this off. And having guys like Pedro Pascal uh, on this film, I, I, I think that's I think that's a good call. As kind of like your wingman or your second leading man, I think that's a real good call, especially <laughs> his humor and humor in a numerous amounts of films especially that big one with uh wonder woman 1984 where it was like life is good but it can be better and i think that could work actually i'm gonna look that up right now it was like a big meme and it was just it was a big meme and i was just like that's that's amazing actually here it is right now life is good but it can be better <laughs> and then you got the white woman like oh, really just like no are you serious she just pulled that sleazy salesman shit life is good but it can be better oh my god <laughs> you see hear that you're like oh my god it can't but no i think pedro pascal could do great um this film I'm just I'm just really interested in. It's not it's nothing to be too crazy about, you know. Hopefully it's good. It's another interesting project by Nicolas Cage and he's known to take these really crazy projects in. Uh I know his last film wasn't doing so well. It was weird. I don't even remember the name, but the one before that pig was getting like Oscar talk and I really hope to see what that film does in the near future, if it does get any awards or stuff like that. But I don't know. Let's see. Our next film we're looking into, I promise y'all we're almost done with this. Our next film 
Uh, I think we got like two more to talk about. This one, we got a close uh, look, a, like a first look into it. And it's to a film, an animated film that everybody was caught by surprise, but at the same time was so fucking crazy over it. And I was too, because it was so good by a company that has been fucking up shit for a long, long time. And I'm not going to make you guys wait any further. Here it is. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Sorry. Is this the room you grew up in? Uh, it, it is. But uh, my, my dorm room is very adult. Right. No, of course. Hey, are these your drawings? What? No, oh, no. good. <sighs> I missed you too. Okay. So, what are you doing here? I, I mean, I, I thought I'd never see you again. Want to get out of here? Grounded. Bummer. What? Is Spider Man grounded? Uh. I mean, I. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse uh, Part 1 Actually which I'm a little Interested to figure out Why it's part 1 I guess they were like they looked at the first Film and they said yeah we're gonna milk the shit out Of this thing because it made them it made Sony so much money But it looks like we're gonna go more Into Miles Morales' character Traveling across the Spider-Verse meeting different Spider-Man teaming up with Gwen Stacy to face an even bigger foe. And, I mean, besides the animation looking crisp and looking like it's coming out of an actual comic book, like, the story for the last film was dope. And for me, I really liked this the, the last film with its story because it borrowed a whole lot from the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, comic book line, which was kind of like an alternate universe of the main Marvel Universe comic book line, except it added a little twist and it was supposed to be a little bit more adult, more edgy, and also just a little bit more, it's just another cool new origin story or comic book line for other people who were not 
young enough at the time who I guess who didn't get into comic books before or just weren't born at the time comic books were going crazy in the beginning. And I know the ultimate Spider-Man comic book line was dope later on. Spoiler warning, spoiler alert. Uh, Peter Parker in that universe died facing the green goblin, the sinister six. We get miles Morales. And at first he was hated because of some racist shit, but he ended up being one of the most beloved Spider-Man in all of Marvel comics. We got his first film. That was dope. We're waiting for his live action version coming out soon with the MCU. And now we're getting this film and I am, I'm excited for it. I'm real excited for it. We're getting Miles Morales back, uh, spider Gwen back. We're getting Spider-Man 2099 played by Oscar Isaac. I can name so many Spider-Man to come from this film. Uh, but I'm just going to leave it hush hush and wait because I want to see what they do. And I want to see that first official trailer so I can know what we're going against or going with with this film because there are so many things going in my mind about who's the villain, uh, who's going to come in. I, I mean, excited. And after coming off of No Way Home, they're really hitting the ground with this multiverse. And knowing that this is all Sony, I want to know. The only thing I'm scared about is that the film is not being written by uh Phil and Chris and like Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And I just want to, I just want to make sure that this film actually goes well. The One of the writers is from one of the writers I think is, I guess a guy who did soul. And then another one is the guy who didn't uh, wonder woman 1984, which wasn't really a good film. It, it was disappointing and mediocre to what it was expected to be. So I hope it doesn't fall off, but I'm still excited and I'm still going to watch that shit. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the last film we're going to go ahead and show a trailer for, um, is for a film that I'm, uh, let's just be real. I saw this one. Uh, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this character that they've done in my favorite childhood movies and see where it goes off. And I'm going to make this cool uh, little reference they did in this trailer, but here it is. Last movie I'm anticipated for for the year, Lightyear. Let's go ahead and check it out. Okay, status. Booster. Go. Go. Fido. Go. Go. Cabin pressurization is underway. As we prepare for ignition. Flight recorders are on. T minus five. Sorry, guys. I don't know what that was. That's my fault. But let's go get back into this. <laughs> I'm going to have to fix that in post. Oh, shit. Oh, 
Lightyear. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the interruption. But yes, Lightyear is one of my other anticipated films, most anticipated films of the year, because I just think with the animation they're going with and what they're doing in terms of the story, um, I just think it's going to be really cool. And I grew up watching the old Buzz Lightyear Adventures TV show from Toon Disney and the later turn into Jetix. And I really like that show. Uh, that show is known to switching the voice actors from Woody Allen to Patrick Warburner. And I thought it was, that was pretty interesting. Uh, but I grew up with that show and seeing this movie kind of take some inspiration from it. I think it's really cool. And Chris Evans is playing as Buzz Lightyear. That is, <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, do I think it fits? Yeah, I think it really fits. He played Captain America. God damn it, he gets a pass. <laughs> He's just going to take all of our favorite American uh, national heroes and superheroes and say, here we go, Chris Evans will play it. Um, I think it'll be really cool, and I'm, I definitely want to go watch this film, uh, especially with some of my friends and see how it goes. Um but yeah, man, if there are any other films that I missed on this list, I know Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was something that was in my list, but I wanted to go ahead and get going with our, our next, next subject on today's episode of The Midnight Drop. Uh, if there are any other movies that you are really anticipated for, go ahead and drop it down below in the comment section wherever you're listening to this podcast to. Uh, I know there are a bunch of movies I'm missing, and I have a whole list of films that I want to go ahead and watch and do a review on. So... Yeah, man, go ahead and drop down any other movies that you're anticipated for, and I'll go ahead and talk about them later on in future episodes. But let's go ahead and get into our next commercial break, get into our next song that I want to get in, and our next subject is going to be all about, man, it's going to be about, what is it going to be? Oh, yeah, Don't Look Up, a discussion slash review on the film that came out Uh, A couple weeks ago on Netflix. But here it is. Commercial break. This is the Midnight Drop. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.
Friday then. Actually, hold on. Let's play this music a little bit more time because I love this song. Jay-Z, once again, if you're new to the Midnight Drop, you can go ahead and follow the official Instagram page. That is TMD. Oh, shit. Nope. Nope. I'm saving you, goddammit. Nope. (laughs) Oh, man. That was one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Shit. Fuck it. I'm going to play it right here because I think it's really dope as hell. Oh, it's not playing. Shit. Okay, here we go. That is Family Ties by Baby Keem. I'm not going to lie to you. I was right in the middle of just saying what I do. And this song comes in. I'm like, oh, shit, this is fire. Uh, oh, fuck it. Hold on. Here you go. To this next subject <laughs> My god Oh man This song is fucking fire Alright Let's go ahead and stop that <laughs> I just want to go ahead and jam out for a little bit I'm so sorry for that We fucking up on this first episode of this new season But I don't give a damn This is This is cool I'm, I'm happy I'm excited But uh, I want to go ahead and go into this last subject of the night On this new episode of The Midnight Drop And I want to go ahead and talk about a film That I did a quick review on on Instagram And I want to get into a little bit of a deeper conversation A little bit of deep discussion with it And kind of explain myself with that quick review And that is on the movie Don't Look Up Now if you haven't seen it That is one of Netflix's recent films That has come out in the last couple of weeks It actually came out in select theaters Earlier, well late Earlier from the release date of Netflix Streaming uh, in select theaters Around I think November of November of December of 2021 and it's a very it's very much a film that has a lot of mixed reviews some are saying that it's too corny it's too cheesy or it's too real other people are praising it for this film that is revolutionary it's on the point it makes you feel squeamish or cringe because of the real state of the world right now and I wanted to get into this movie. I had heard about it for about a year now. Netflix was raving about it, hyping it up uh, with this big name cast of Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Mel Streep, Tyler Perry, Kate Blanchett, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid, uh, I want to say Kid Cudi. Yeah, Kid Cudi. All these different people in this film. And, oh, Rob Morgan also. I just want to put that out there. They had a big ass cast. And I looked at this film And I gave it a 7 out of 10. But I want to kind of talk about it a little bit more because I thought this movie was more interesting than I thought it would be. And also talk about some things that I was pleased about it. I was displeased. And just 
share you guys my thoughts on it real quick on it. But here's a trailer of the film Don't Look Up if you guys haven't watched or heard about it. Or if you guys just want to go ahead and listen to this trailer again, you're all by means. I will play it right now. Here you go. Don't look up. This is not real. This is not real. This is not real. This isn't happening. Kate, uh, tell me this isn't really happening. I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, good for you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, and you gotta digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Yes, today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? I can't destroy my ex-wife's house. Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die. Hey, hey. Well, the handsome astronomer can come back anytime, but the yelling lady, mm, not so. Not so much. We're going to get the news out there one way or another. It's real and it's coming. Jesus Christ, you could have just called me. This comet contains $30 trillion worth of material. What do trillions of dollars matter if we're all going to die? Oh, no, if we're rich, that would be terrible. You guys discovered a comet? I have a tattoo of a shooting star on my back. Oh, that's that's terrific. (laughs) This could be a complete disaster. This is already a disaster. That girl from Live TV said we're all gonna die. No. Yo, bro! You'll never take me alive! There it is! A giant comet whirling its way towards Earth! Can you see it? I can't! My head is in a bag! I did have the FBI put that bag over your head. They don't do that. The CIA does, but I made them do it. You know, I had a feeling. It's a good feeling because that is what I did and it was very funny and cool. Oh, yeah. So while that trailer was going on, I looked up the Rotten Tomato score of this film just to get a sense of how much this film has caused some mixed reviews. It's got a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, and the audience say it's a 77%. The FanDuel Sportsbook, up. you can make every dribble dunk. Fuck it up for the entire episode, but uh, yeah, the divide is here is strong, and you know, I'm on the side that says it's a solid film, it has its problems, but I still think it, it serves its purpose and it's good. Um, I want to talk about the big cast of actors here that they're raving about. And, you know, you have got people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, who carried this movie uh, from top to bottom. And I have to say that they were awesome. They were great, especially Leonardo DiCaprio, who played Dr. Mindy. Uh, the handsome, the quote-unquote handsome astronomer that people are raving for to look as a distraction from the comet coming down. 
who has a mental breakdown in the middle of the film talking about what the fuck is happening here. And Jennifer Lawrence plays the graduate student who discovers the comet who is presumably named after her comet Dibiaski, uh, I believe. And just both of them have great chemistry and they work so well together in this film, including with Rob Morgan who plays, uh, I want to say one of the other scientists, uh, Dr. Teddy Oglethorpe, who is like, like the head of the planetary defense committee. He was really cool in this film. He was really, really dope. Um, other people in this film though, I would say, uh, you know, besides those and Mel Streep and Mark Rylance, who, you know, who was really underrated in this film as the uh, Bash CEO, which is supposed to be like a parody of like Tesla and Apple CEO. Um, I really felt like people like Jonah Hill and maybe Timothy Chalamet weren't really needed in this film because they kind of played some small roles. And I was like, both of them are really great actors, but I don't know what's the point. I don't know. Like, I just felt like Jonah Hill's character was just seriously dislike, dislikable. And I really didn't want him, want to see him even more. It just felt like he was just playing a role as like that bratty child. And that was it. There was no other redeeming qualities about him. There was nothing to really go off on except that he's just a little bitch. (laughs) But with Mel Streep, who plays Janie Orlean, uh, Joni Hill's character's mother, who's also the president of the United States, who is a clear parody of Donald Trump or just Republican politicians. It just felt like like she was an asshole. But there are some things that you listen to. It's like, oh, I can definitely laugh, laugh about it because she's she's funny right here. And, you know, I can see that. But with Jonah Hill, who plays Jason Orlean, I was like, eh, it is what it is. And Timothy Chalapay, who plays Yule, just plays as the little, you know, I guess Generation Z, who's just out here doing his thing, talking about, oh my God, bro. And it's just, it is what it is. I didn't feel like they were super needed. Uh, and then when they were talking about people like Kid Cudi and Ariana Grande, I didn't care. I mean, what they used them for was a cool joke, but then they had like this big musical hit which I was, I guess it was supposed to be a joke about how we get so caught up in, like, when it comes down to, like, fighting for a cause, sometimes celebrity or, like, music culture, they'll take it and use it to make as much money as they can. And sometimes it's less, a lot of times it devolves to more about the performance and, the you know, the people who are, you know, the people who are, playing or performing at that concert rather than the true message of whatever they're trying to speak about. And that was in one of the scenes that we saw. And I, I'm not going to lie on my second viewing. I completely skipped that part. Cause I was like, I don't really like it. It got a lot of views on YouTube because it's Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. But I was like, I don't, I don't really care for these two people being in this film. But so the acting, it's like, it's one of those, it's like a lot of films where they tout, they, they talk crazy about how big of a cast they have. And for me, it's like you can have a big cast, but if your story isn't consistent all the way through, it's like, what's the point? And I, and I will say that this story right here was cool. There are some points where it was just really corny and it got cheesy, but other times I really connected with it. And I really did feel that, that constant emotion of, 
of disdain because of how real it can get with the politics, social media, media in general, people's reactions, emotions, denying shit, the divisive political nature that we have here in America, and how the U.S. always sees itself as the hero of the world. And, oh man, it's just, (laughs) it's crazy, but I actually really like that part of the film. And there's some really great, great quotes from this film, too, that I wanted to share. One in particular that I wanted to play a clip of because I thought it was really dope. I thought there was a lot to say from it. And Leonardo DiCaprio is the one who helms this entire scene. And, man, I thought it was dope. Actually, as I'm going through this entire YouTube page of it, uh, the ending to this film got 1.3 million views in just 12 days, so that's dope. Um, and I'll and I'll talk more about that ending because that ending was real interesting to me. But here it is. Here's one of the scenes that I really loved from Leonardo DiCaprio and Don't Look Up. Here you go. And you know me stock, too well, for sure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Dr. Randall, you sure you're okay? You want a glass of water? Or? I don't feel so good. All right. So I think what we'll do is we'll go to commercial break, and no, we no, will please, be right back. Please, Bree, don't. Don't cut away. Let me say something. Well, you came to the right place because on this show, we like to say things. Oh, would you please just stop being so fucking pleasant? I'm sorry, but not everything needs to sound so goddamn clever or charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to just be able to say things to one another. We need to hear things. Look, let's establish once again that there is a huge comet headed towards Earth. And the reason we know that there is a comet is because we saw it. We saw it with our own eyes using a telescope. I mean, for God's sakes, we took a fucking picture of it. What other proof do we need? And if we can't all agree at the bare minimum that a giant comet the size of Mount Everest hurtling its way towards planet Earth is not a fucking good thing, then what the hell happened to us? There's a whole lot more from that scene that I want to share, but on a later time, but that first minute is really dope. And I think that's what I'm just saying. The movie does a really good job at hitting at what it wants to do and saying like the whole message of the film is saying we as a people have gotten so divulged into unimportant shit, into all of this divisiveness that we can't get to a basic understanding of the shit that's there in front of us and what we need to do to fix it. And this whole movie was an allegory to climate change, but a lot of people started saying, no, it's an allegory to COVID. It's an allegory to human stupidity. It's an allegory to the the politics. And I think it's an allegory to all of that, that there are so many things out there that can be fixed if we just shut up and acknowledge and work together. But because there are so many biases and there's so many people trying to share perspectives and there's so many ignorant people out there that it's hard to actually get to that point. And throughout this entire film, you you get to see that through these three different perspectives of Dr. Mindy, Dr. Uh, Miss Dib- uh, Dibiaski, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and Dr. Oglethorpe. And, man, it's just, it makes you feel really upset, especially if you're somebody who believes in what they're saying, especially for me who, you know, graduated with a bio degree, STEM, and is planning to be a scientist down the road. And 
you look at this film and you're like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this is crazy because this is what's going on in the real world today. And I think this scene was one of the best scenes in this entire film. And I'm actually going to talk about the other one that I thought was dope, the ending to the film, that a lot of people said, this is dark and grim. Some people have said this was makes me disinterested in the film because the ending is too gloomy. And other people are saying this is what makes it a masterpiece. I'm going to go ahead and get it right now. If I'm to be completely honest, which at this moment, why not? I actually like the junky taste of store-bought better than homemade. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No. I'm not kidding. No, I, I know what he means. It's like a childhood memory thing. you have coffee if you grind your beans yeah randall's is very particular about his coffee you can get that way about tea the thing of it is is we we really we really did have everything didn't we Sorry for all you headphone users, but yeah, I mean, that entire last part of that film was just, the ending was just really depressing, but it hits even home with the last quote that Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Dr. Mindy says is that we really had everything. And it goes to show it's like you, we take advantage of a lot of stuff that we have here on this earth in this country, in our lives. And we should start to realize that we really have it good, but we bullshit a whole lot. And I I think the ending just really ended it. Like the ending did a really good job, but this brings to one of my other points with the film that you had these very serious moments that you sit down and you're like, Oh, I'm, 
I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I want to get into it. But then it has these other moments that are very cheesy, very corny. They, they go for the sake of humor. And it's just like, you had a really good thing going here. You can do this kind of like the subtle humor, this dark humor, but you're going more into like, let's just, let's just go crazy. Let's just do it. Let's just scream and yell and shout. And it's not like the last scene to where we said like, there's a fucking comic out there. And it's this real deep emotional type of uh, conversation or screaming. It's more like, fuck that's the type of stuff and i think that's when it gets a little corny that's when i'm like eh. and they're trying to get to the emotion to where how we all feel and like some scenes i do get that but others i'm like eh. and um uh, it's not like other comedies where like they just keep going at it and at it, at it. it's like it happens you're like eh, pretty cheesy and, and that's where i felt like it hurt in some parts uh another thing i didn't like about the film is that there's a subplot in here between Kate Blanchett and Leonardo DiCaprio, their characters. Uh, Kate Blanchett plays one of the news anchors in the Daily Rip. If you heard her in one of the first clips I put on, and she has a huge affinity towards Dr. Mindy. And I thought it was a funny joke at one point, but they kept going with it. It was like, uh, I think it was cool when it got to the point where they showed Dr. Mindy, uh, Dr. Mindy's wife coming in and kind of, finding out about their affair and stuff. And uh, I was cool, but I think that's where you get a little bit of the corny parts. Um, I could talk about Joni Hill all the time about how I didn't like his character at all. I just think he was just really unlikable. They could have done a better job, but it is what it is with that. <sighs> I mean, honestly, do I feel like rescoring this movie? No, I still think it, it stays at a seven out of 10 for what it is, but that doesn't mean it's a bad film. I think it's still solid. I still think it does a good job at what it's trying to do, especially in certain scenes. And I think we should take it for what it is. It's one of those solid films of 2021. That's going to be an allegory to what's going on now, including other situations more impo most importantly, climate change and how we're trying to get to this point to where everybody needs to understand, but everyone has their own opinions on it. And it's just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. Oh, and the last part, it's just the post credit scenes in here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That the post credit scenes are, is what it is. I mean, the first one was okay. Like you kind of like, it's, you could say it's cool because it it, fo it follows those dislikable characters, but eh. and then the second post credit scene, it's like, man, it's with Jonah Hill. And it's like, man, what the fuck? Whatever. Um, oh, man. I think this film also, it just had like a with the cheesy parts and the jokes that it didn't land. You also kind of get you feel the drag of the two hour, 22 minute runtime it has in this film and i think that was a big minus for me in this film and that's something that I'll, i want to go ahead and say uh to kind of end things off so yeah don't look up i recommend that you watch it if you don't like it i completely understand it's your call uh the person that i watched it with she didn't really like it at all it was a film that she was just like i i can't get it because do we really have time for this uh, which I might get into a conversation later down the road in another episode. And then uh, I know other people who love this film. One of my coworkers loved this film, and I can't blame him for that either. 
So yeah, whatever you like, whatever you dislike is what it is. I don't care. As long as people are, are happy, that's fine by me. But yeah, man, that's going to do it for this episode of the Midnight Drop. I am having a really good time here, and I had a great time talking to you guys about my most anticipated films of 2022, including... Uh, don't look up and also about what's going on with this podcast, this platform, the midnight drop in this coming year. So let's go ahead and get down to it. We'll have a new episode coming for you next week. Be on the lookout for some more Instagram posts as we consistently and constantly, I guess it's the same word or whatever, uh, upload new post. And if you guys want to go ahead and catch up on a YouTube page, be on the lookout next Monday for a new YouTube video. Uh, I want to go ahead and try to get another movie review out there. Uh, the three, five, five comes out tomorrow, but it, I'm snowed in here in Nashville. So it's going to be kind of hard for me to actually come up here and go to the movie theater and go watch this and do something. This is when I feel like streaming is very necessary. This is when I think it's very, very necessary, but it is what it is. Uh, if you want to go ahead and follow the podcast, Go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at TMD underscore the official podcast on Instagram. You can go also follow the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Anchor, where you can catch up on the latest episodes, including our past seasons of episodes. If you want to go ahead and check that out, including this new episode that will come up tomorrow once I go ahead and finish editing it on post. That'll be what goes on. And if you want to keep following us on live shows, come Back here on Station Head as we'll have new episodes here live. And you don't want to miss this. But again, I'm your host, Jordan Malone. This has been the next. Oh, my God. This has been the Midnight Drop. Thank you guys so much for coming in. We're going to go ahead and get off. We're going to go ahead and get out of this with Spaceship by Kanye West. I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. No more tags, no tags.